Bismillah, salatu ve selamu ala Resulillah, nebina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve men vala. Innalhamdülillah, nahmeduhu ve nesta'inuhu ve nestağfiruhu ve na'udhu billahi min şurur anfusina ve min seyyiat a'malina. Men yehdihillahu fehuvel muhted ve men yudlil fela hadiye leh. Ve eşhedü en la ilahe illallah vahdehu la şerike leh. وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما إن شاء الله بإذن الله we are continuing with تفسير جزء تبارك and we are currently on سورة الجن إن شاء الله تلا we'll be taking from آية نمبر 16 to آية نمبر 19 أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وأن لو استقاموا على الطريقة لأسقيناهم ماء غدقا لنفتنهم فيه ومن يعرض عن ذكر ربه يسلكه عذابا صعدا وأن المساجد لله فلا تدعوا مع الله أحدا وَأَنَّهُ لَمَّا قَامَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ يَدْعُوهُ كَادُوا يَكُونُونَ عَلَيْهِ لِبَدًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yani these next ayat are from the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the things that he revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Before we took the ayat that they were from the kalam al-jinn when they went back to their people and they يعني told them what they told them. For this ayah, as Sheikh al-Barraq, he said, it has a ta'alluq with the first ayah. From the things that Allah revealed to him was also these ayat. And essentially, it was revealed to me that had they remained straight, and then the rest of the ayah continues. And وَأَلَّوِ اسْتَقَامُوا عَلَى الطَّرِيقَةِ And had they remained straight upon the way. وَأَلَّوِ اسْتَقَامُوا الْاسْتِقَامَةِ is to remain steadfast and to stay straight upon something. Yes. اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Guide us to the straight path. وَأَلَّوِ اسْتَقَامُوا عَلَى الطَّرِيقَةِ If they had remained straight upon the طَرِيقَةِ What did we say a طَرِيقَةِ was? We said it was an ideology and a path that someone follows. This is الطريقة, yani this is the correct ideology. The alif wal lam is the ta'rif, for the ta'rif to identify as being the correct ideology that you follow, the ideology of Islam, of iman, of righteous deeds. And if they had followed the straight path, وَأَلَّوْ اسْتَقَامُوا عَلَى الطَّرِيقَةِ What would have happened? لَأَسْقَيْنَاهُمْ مَا أَنْغَدَقَ We would have given them abundant rain. يعني لأسقيناهم يعني from a suqya we would have given them water from a suqya to drink يعني abundant rain to benefit from but as the Mufassirun said يعني it is not specifically meant that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have sent rain upon them for what it means is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have يعني bestowed his bounties upon them in abundance from that is rain because from the rain comes many other bounties يعني had they believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remained steadfast upon that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have given them abundant sustenance for nothing prevented them from receiving this sustenance and this provision from Allah except their except their kufr, except their disbelief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Had they believed, they would have got this sustenance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
وأن لو استقاموا على الطريقة لأسقيناهم ماء غدقا لنفتنهم فيه ومن يعرض عن ذكر ربه يسلكه عذابا صعدا فإف حد they believed and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down this abundant wealth upon them then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing the wisdom in sending this wealth لنفتنهم فيه فتنة is what is a test for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that this wealth that he will send down upon them will be a fitna for them Allah will test them to see who will stay upon the straight path and who will deviate from the straight path who will be grateful and who will be thankful to Allah and who will do the things that necessitate thankfulness and gratefulness to Allah by worshipping Him alone and the ones who will be ungrateful to Allah the ones who will turn away from As-Sirat Al-Mustaqeem and the ones who will commit sins and the ones who will disobey Allah and the ones who will disbelieve in Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala. for many people think that a fitna is only in what? in the hardships that Allah will only test you with hard things and difficult things but a fitna is also in the easy things and the bounties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may bestow upon you. And Rabbama, maybe this is the fitna of our time. For as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said in Surah Ali Imran in ayah number 186, We will test you in your amwal and in yourselves. In your amwal. Allah will test you with your wealth. How will you deal with this wealth? Will you thank Allah for this wealth? Or will you disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through this wealth? لَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ فِي أَمْوَالِكُمْ وَأَنفُسِكُمْ And also in your nafs, in yourselves, through health and sickness. All of these are, are forms of fitna which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests you with. لِنَفْتِنَهُمْ فِيهِ وَمَنْ يُعْرِضْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ رَبِّهِ يَسْلُكْهُ عَذَابًا صَعَدًا وَمَنْ يُعْرِضْ الْإِعْرَاضِ is to turn away وَمَنْ يُعْرِضْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ رَبِّهِ the one who turns away from the dhikr of his Rabb the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this could either mean yani, they turn away from the remembrance of Allah by turning away from his worship yes all worship is a form of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or it could also mean they turn away from the Qur'an for from the names of the Qur'an is a dhikr they turn away from the Qur'an and as the Shaykh al-Barraq he said mutalaziman they necessitate one another. For if you turn away from one, you will turn away from the other. If you turn away from the Qur'an, you will turn away from the worship of Allah. If you turn away from the worship of Allah, you will turn away from, from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَذَيَا مُتَلَازِمَانِ For the one who turns away from the remembrance of Allah, وَمَنْ يُعْرِضْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ رَبِّهِ يَسْلُكْهُ عَذَابًا صَعَدًا يَسْلُكْهُ أَيْ يُدْخِلْهُ يُدْخِلْهُ He will make him enter. عَذَابًا صَعَدًا This is talking about the hellfire. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish them with a punishment which is sa'ada. Sa'ada. And yani, I think in your translation they said yani, severe. And, but essentially what sa'ada means, yani, it will encapsulate them and it will overwhelm them. But this is what adab sa'ad is. It's a difficult adab which overwhelms and subhanallah encapsulates them and they cannot escape from it and it defeats them and, and there is no escape from it. This is what sa'ada means. And then the points of benefit and rulings for these two ayat, there's three of them. One, that from the causes of earning Allah's favors and blessings is remaining steadfast upon the straight path. Two, that from the wisdoms of Allah granting abundant favors is to test his slaves. If I don't think that because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you abundant wealth, that he loves you, and that he is pleased with you. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the dunya to the one whom he loves. 
and the one whom he dislikes and is angry with. But he only gives the akhirah to the ones he loves, subhanahu wa ta'ala. For may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from the people of the akhirah, not the people of the dunya. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. And then three, that turning away from the remembrance of Allah is a form of ungratefulness towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favors. لِنَفْتِنَهُمْ وَمَنْ يُعْرِضْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ رَبِّهِ From the ways of showing gratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the many ni'am, for the many favors that he has bestowed upon you, is to perfect his worship subhanahu wa ta'ala, is to worship him and not to associate partners with him. This is the best way to show your gratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to do the things that he has obligated upon you and to leave the things which he has prohibited. وَأَنَّ الْمَسَاجِدَ لِلَّهِ فَلَا تَدْعُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ أَحَدًا For this is a principle of Tawheed and of the correct Aqeedah. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this ayah contains the command for Tawheed and it contains the prohibition of shirk billah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we said, this ayah is also a continuation of the first ayah. قُلْ أُوحِيَ إِلَيَّ أَنَّ الْمَسَاجِدَ لِلَّهِ Yes, it has also been revealed to me that the masajid are for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For the term masajid, the word masajid, it can have two meanings. For it is yani, the most obvious one, which is the buildings which are established for the worship of Allah and for salah. The masajid, the mosques in English. And they were called masajid because the people perform sujood, which is the most important or one of the most important aspects of salah. For where you make sujood, this is called a masjid. وَأَنَّ الْمَسَاجِدَ لِلَّهِ The masajid are for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the second meaning is, it's referring to the sajdat. Sajdat, the prayer of that can also be masajid. يعني, when the Arabs would يعني, describe the whole with a part, then it shows the importance of that part. For when we say يعني, uh, as sajdat, we are referring to the salat because the sujood is the most important or one of the most important parts of salah. Similarly, when the Prophet sallallahu he said al-hajju arafah, does that mean you only need to be in arafah and your hajj is complete? No, but it means that arafah is one of the most important aspects of hajj. In fact, it is one of the pillars of hajj. If you do not stand in arafah, you have no hajj. Similarly, the one who does not make sujood in their salah, for they have no salah. For it is a very important part of salah. For it could, it could either mean يعني, the masajid, and it can also mean the sajdat, يعني, the salawat. وَأَنَّ الْمَسَاجِدَ لِلَّهِ فَلَا تَدْعُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ أَحَدًا فَلَا تَدْعُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ أَحَدًا Do not invoke anyone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. يعني, do not commit shirk by invoking others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For if by masajid the buildings are intended, then it, the meaning of the ayah becomes the mosques are reserved for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يعني for his worship. So do not invoke others besides Allah in the mosques like the Jews and the Christians did in their places of worship. Do not be like them. Dedicate the masajid for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Every ibadah which is done in the masjid should be done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this is the first meaning. And if it means the second one, masajid, يعني, the prayer, then the meaning becomes يعني, that the prayer belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The salat belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So do not direct your salah to anyone besides Allah. Do not direct your sujood to anyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The salah belongs only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And يعني, both meanings are correct because يعني, they obligate tawheed and they forbid shirk. 
and there is no contradiction between them. And then the points of benefit and rulings for this ayah, there's three of them again, that the mosques are built purely for worshipping Allah alone without partners. That's why they said, subhanAllah, that if there is a grave and then there is a masjid which is built on top of this grave, then what? The masjid must be destroyed because it was not built for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if the masjid was built first and then the grave was inserted into the masjid, then you remove the grave and you keep the masjid and you make it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the masajid are built for the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not to commit shirk in them. Two, the virtue of the masajid whereby Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attributed them to himself. وَأَنَّ الْمَسَاجِدَ لِلَّهِ They are for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this shows the sharaf and the honor of the masajid because anything which Allah attributes to himself, it shows the honor of this thing. Baytullah. Yes, يعني the Kaaba, the Bayt of Allah. That means the Kaaba is a very honored place because it is attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kitabullah. The book of Allah, it is attributed to Allah because it is from Allah, it is an honored book. So anything Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attributes to himself, it shows the honor of this thing. Three, that worship is the exclusive right of Allah and it is forbidden to direct it to any other false deity. وَأَنَّهُ لَمَّا قَامَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ يَدْعُوهُ كَادُوا يَكُونُونَ عَلَيْهِ لِبَدًا for like we said again, this ayah is also related to the first ayah. From the things that were revealed to the Prophet ﷺ, it was revealed to him that when the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stood up to invoke him, the jinn swarmed around him. This was also revealed to him. For the Prophet ﷺ did not know that the jinn were there when he was reciting the Quran as we took in the hadith of Ibn Abbas. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us what happened when they listened to the Qur'an. وَأَنَّهُ لَمَّا قَامَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ وَأَنَّهُ لَمَّا قَامَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ That when Abdullah stood up, and from the positions of as-salah is al-qiyam, when you stand up. For this aids the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he was reading Qur'an. When do you read Qur'an? When you are? When you are in the position of qiyam. وَأَنَّهُ لَمَّا قَامَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ Abdullah, this is referring to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is the best title that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give him. Abdullah, the slave and the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because it's as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testifying that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has fully fulfilled the purpose of his creation. And that is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the best individual and the best example to have ever worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you want to perfect your ibadah, do what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did. وَأَنَّهُ لَمَّا قَامَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ When Abdullah stood up, يعني stood up reciting the Qur'an. وَأَنَّهُ لَمَّا قَامَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ يَدْعُوهُ يَدْعُوهُ Dua here is not يعني the dua that we know. The dua here means ibadah. It means ibadah that when he stood up to worship Allah in his salah and his recitation of the Qur'an. وَأَنَّهُ لَمَّا قَامَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ يَدْعُوهُ كَادُوا يَكُونُونَ عَلَيْهِ لِبَدًا كَادُوا يَكُونُونَ عَلَيْهِ لِبَدًا كَادُوا يعني they almost They almost surrounded and they almost swarmed around the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم يعني when the jinn, they heard the Qur'an, they were so eager to listen to the Qur'an they subhanallah, they piled on top of one another and they drew very close to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and they accumulated and they were almost going to swarm the Prophet ﷺ and overtake him. But they held back, they were piled up close to him.
but they didn't overwhelm him and they did not swarm him. They were almost going to. It goes to show how eager they were to listen to the Quran. And the word libada, yani the linguistic meaning of the word libada, it means to cling and to accumulate. And as the Mufassirun said, yani the lion, the mane of the lion, you know, the male lion, it has a mane. It is referred to as libdatul asad, because this hair, what? It accumulates and it clings to his neck and to his shoulders. And if you remember in the first ayah we said, قُلْ أُوحِيَ إِلَيَّ We said a nafar was between how many people? Three and nine people or three and ten people. But this ayah adds that they were more than that. Because we said a nafar can also mean more than that. For the fact that they piled around him in great numbers shows that there were more than three or more than nine. Wallahu alam. And then the points of benefit and the rulings, the fawaid and the ahkam of this ayah. That from the honorable titles of the Prophet ﷺ is that he is the slave and servant of Allah. This servitude is from free will and not out of compulsion. Two, that the term dua can take the meaning of worship. Three, that the group of jinn heard the Quran from the Prophet ﷺ while he was praying. While he was praying, وَأَنَّهُ لَمَّا قَامَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ And this aids the hadith of Ibn Abbas, where it mentions that he was praying Salatul Fajr. And then for the virtue of the group of jinn, for their eagerness to listen to the Qur'an. For they were so eager and they really wanted to hear the Qur'an. For this shows their virtue, the one who listens to the words of Allah. There is virtue and there is khair in this person. For the fact that they piled on top of one another and they drew very close to the Prophet ﷺ to the extent that they nearly swarmed him and overtook him, shows their eagerness to listen to the Qur'an and hence their virtue. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, ashadu an la ilaha illa ant, astaghfiruka wa atubu alaykum, jazakumullahu khair.